This is the Talking Sports Podcast hosted by Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trumpor right here on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. The reason you guys clicked on this episode is because we are breaking down the MLB preview and we're breaking down the MLB season. We'll be going through all the awards, all the playoff predictions. We'll give you our World Series winner and some surprising and disappointing teams. And I am joined by Tristan DeCuna. Tristan, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Pete. Excited to be here. Excited to talk baseball with you. Yeah, guys, if you guys don't know Tristan, obviously JR is still in Florence until the middle of May. So for the next couple episodes, like I said in the last episode, JR will not be joining us. But Tristan is an MLB, quote unquote, expert. And you guys know I wouldn't bring on anybody that wouldn't wouldn't get the job done because Tristan watches MLB and that's all he watches. Yes, that is true. But before we get into all the busy work, I just got a couple quick announcements. Guys, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter and follow us on Instagram, that would be awesome. Both of those links and it will be in the description. And like I said, it's on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. But if you don't like looking at our faces, which I don't blame you, you can go on Apple Podcasts and listen to the audio version. The link will be in the description as well as if you just type in on Apple Podcasts, Talking Sports Podcast, that will come up. And because baseball season is coming up, opening days, April 7th, and I know all you guys want to get out to the ballpark wherever you live, and the best way to do that is to use SeatGeek. Get $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek using code TALKINGSPORTSPOD. Both of those will be in the description, but if you guys want to get $20 off the next time you go to an MLB game or any sporting event or any concert, go to SeatGeek.com, download the app, First purchase, you get $20 off using code Talking Sports Pod. So a little, little, little discount for you guys if you guys don't want to spend all the money on sporting events because those tend to be expensive. But forget about that stuff for right now. We're going to dive into exactly why you guys clicked on this episode. Tristan, I'm starting with you. We're going to start with the MVPs, both in the AL and NL. Give me your AL MVP for the 2022 season. All right. So American League, I, you know, usually would chalk this up to Mike Trout. Um, I, I think that's, you know, the easy pick here, but I went a little unorthodox. I'm going to go with Kyle Tucker um, from the Houston Astros, who I think had a really, really underrated season last year. Um, showed really good discipline at the plate, had OPS over 900, 30 home runs, 30 doubles. Um, and he was, you know, a pretty highly touted prospect for a while and finally kind of showcase these talents that the Astros have been expecting. And I really think that he's going to, you know, continue to progress as a, as a player at the big league level. And I'm expecting him to do big things next year. So I'm going to take him over the, uh, maybe not the obvious favorite, but one of the favorites in Mike Trout. Wow. That was, if I told you, if you, to, if, if I said Kyle Tucker was going to be MVP pick, then I, hey, guys, if you guys want to place a little money on the Kyle Tucker, the odds, I'm assuming they're pretty good odds to win somebody. Hey, we're not, we're not encouraging betting here, but we're just saying Kyle Tucker's odds probably are pretty good. I went the little more, what's the word? Easier pick, I would say. Yeah, I didn't go Trout. I didn't go with Tani. I just think that's a little too easy, but I probably went a little too. I went Vlad Guerrero Jr. Last year, he batted 311, had 48 home runs, 111 RBIs, and had an OPS over 1,000. Those are some good numbers, and the Blue Jays are going to be much better than they were last year, or their expectations to be much better than they were last year. Blue Jays fighting for the AL East division have one of the best lineups in baseball. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. can absolutely smoke the baseball. He'll be playing first base the whole year because you have Matt Chapman at third base. He will absolutely smoke the baseball this year. He smoked it last year with 48 home runs. If it wasn't for Otani, he would have won MVP. I think another very good year. If he puts up similar numbers, which is very hard to do, 
I think he'll win MVP because I don't think Otani has that year again because that's that's tough. If Otani has a year again, then I'm completely wrong. But yeah. I got Vlad Guerrero Jr. winning AL MVP in maybe maybe too easy of a pick, but I like the pick. I thought it was a good idea. No, I completely agree. I think you're very much correct about Vlad. Tristan, NL MVP pick. And guys, before we let you guys know, I'm a Yankee fan. Obviously, you can see the Yankee stuff. Tristan is a Mets fan, so we got a little Yankees-Mets things going here, just uh, so people know where he's coming for. Because if he <laughs> talks too much about the Mets, you you realize why. Tristan, who's mm-hmm. your NL MVP pick? You know, th- this one was a little bit easier for me um, than the American League pick. I, I'm definitely I'm going to have to go with Juan Soto. I think this is maybe an obvious pick, but I think it, it's more we've just been waiting for it to happen. It's it's a, a when, you know, it's, it's a question of when instead of if um, with him. I was looking at Tatis, um, and, you know, he's got this injury. It's broken wrist. I was looking at Acuna, but he's coming back from this ACL injury. So I really think that – I don't know if it's wide open for Soto, but, you know, you, you look at what he's done in the past few years. You know, that walk rate is just incredible. His discipline at the plate. Um, he's got the power. He, he, he can pretty much do it all. You know, it doesn't strike out. You know, WRC plus is, you know, off the charts. Um, so I'm definitely going to have to go with Soto. I, I think he plays a phenomenal outfield too now, now that they moved him over. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's an easy pick for me in Juan Soto. Guys, if you guys know when you guys watch our episodes, Jaren and I like to, for some reason, pick the same people. I don't know why. It just happens. I went Juan Soto. Not a problem because we think Juan Soto is going to both have a great year. Like you, like you said, look, Acuna's coming back from that ACL injury. The, the doesn't mean he's not going to be great. The timetable, we don't know. And we also don't know how healthy or how much he plays right away. They'll ramp him up. Acuna's going to have a great year. Tatis could be out two to three months. So that kind of hinders his availability. Freddie Freeman's an option. That could be an option. You could also have like, Bryce Harper could win it again. But look, I think the AL has better hitters. So I think Juan Soto, like Tristan said, and I completely agree, He it's it's probably his to lose. That's probably the If he doesn't lose, I'm not saying it's disappointing because he still could have a great year. He had he batted 313 last year, 29 home runs, 95 RBIs. But what I like about Acuna, uh, excuse me, not Acuna, Soto, even though this is not the reason you show an MVP, he's exciting. And when you're exciting in baseball, because baseball is a, a tend to have a problem with drawing audiences because the old school people don't like the bat flips, the, the stare downs, all the fights, all that stuff. But Soto's going to be on social media. He's going to be on Instagram, on Twitter every night because of when he takes a pitch, he does that little shuffle. When he hits a home run, he'll stare down the pitcher. He'll bat flip. It's like Otani last year. Otani was exciting. Vlad Guerrero's exciting. Tatis and Acuna are exciting. Freddie Freeman's not exciting. And that's, and he's a great baseball player. Matt Olson, they're both great baseball players. Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper is kind of tends to be exciting, but they get the job done, but they're not exciting. Juan Soto gets the job done. He's exciting. And that makes a great recipe for people that are non-baseball fans to go on Twitter, go on Instagram and see Juan Soto. Should that be the reason you win MVP? Probably not, but it, it helps you a ton if you're an exciting baseball player. Definitely adds to his case. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I think you give that same factor to Tatis and Acuna, but, you know, we, we're not really sure what they're going to be right now. You know, they're kind of X factors in this race. But, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's Juan Soto's to lose. Tristan, the Cy Young in the American League is, I wouldn't say a crapshoot, but it might be a crapshoot because pitchers are good, but they're not they're not the NL pitchers with Scherzer, with DeGrom, with Bueller. And the list will go on. Corbin Burns, Jesus, the pitchers are just unreal. You just keep naming people, and you're just like, oh, my God, 15 people down. The NL pitchers are insane. Tristan, who's your AL Cy Young Award winner? 
Yeah, this was definitely a tough one. Um, I, I looked at some of the more obvious guys. I looked at, you know, Robbie Ray, winner from last year. I looked at, I looked at Garrett Cole, you know, some, some of these guys, you know, they, they don't really, you don't really shine in the spotlight like that. Um, one guy that I'm kind of, you know, expecting to have a big year. I really like Dylan Cease. I think he's going to um, show out in a big way this year. Um, he's shown incredible strikeout numbers the past few years. Last year, struck out over 200 batters, um, made 32 starts last year. You know, the ERA was a little high, but he kind of um, underperformed his, his expected stats, underperformed his FIP a little bit. Um, I, I really like his stuff. I, I think he's shown, you know, his, his velocity has increased the last couple of years. You know, his, his curveball is one of the best in the league, I, I think. Um, I, I'm really expecting that White, White Sox rotation. I, I think he's going to lead the charge over there, you know, for a really good White Sox team. And, you know, I, I really don't see much other competition um, in this race. You know, like what we were saying, it, it's not like the National League at all. So I, I think it's pretty wide open. And I think if Dylan Cease is a big year, like I'm expecting him to, then I think he could really uh, steal this award. I like it. You went bold with the AL. And then you MVP and you're going a little bold with the Cy Young. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of keeping it vanilla. I'm going to go Garrett Cole with the New York Yankees. Mm -hmm. Look, he had a very up and down year last year. We remember his meltdown or his disaster outing in the wild game against the Red Sox. I believe he was injured. And I think most baseball people, is that an excuse? Probably not. But most baseball people think he was injured. And you also have the spider tax situation. We're just not going to have to get into because that's just, Nobody wants to hear us talk about that. But he started 30 games last year, and he had a 3.23 year array, and he had a whip of uh, 1059, 1.059, which is solid, very, very solid year. And I think the pressure is going to be on Garrett Cole this year. And I think he knows that, and I think he has a very solid year. But he's not going to have to have a 185 year array to win the Cy Young. He has a 265, 255 in the American League and starts 30, 35 games and has a certain amount of strikeouts. He'll win Cy Young. I think Garrett Cole has a very bounce back year, has a very solid year. And I think he sits around the 2 5, 2 7, 7 ERA. And I think he takes home Cy Young. Yeah, I, I definitely think coming back, you know, second year removed from this spider attack ban, I think he's definitely going to figure it out. I think he's going to, you know, learn how to pitch to weak contact even more. You know, get, you know his strikeouts will still be there, but I, I think he'll, he'll figure it out even more than he did last year from that, you know, abrupt kind of change in, in uh, his pitching style. So, yeah, I think he'll definitely be fine. And if he does put up those numbers, then, yeah, it'll probably be pretty easy for him to run away with it. Completely agree. Tristan, we're flipping on to the Cy Young in the NL. This is an absolutely loaded race. You're going to have like five or six guys that are all going to be around the same ERA, same strikeouts, all that stuff that you're going to be like, come on, just flip a freaking coin and we'll call it a day. But Justin, who do you got taking home the Cy Young in the NL? Yeah, I know I uh, gave a gave a kind of a bold pick for the American League Cy Young, but I think I'm going to go with, you know, maybe a more obvious pick. I'm going to go with Jacob DeGrom here. I think this is, uh, you know, no surprise from me being a Mets fan, but I, I think this guy far and away is the best pitcher in the National League and MLB. Um, you know, I, the one question is, is his health. Um, we, we've seen him, you know, make a couple starts so far this spring training. Um, and he, he's looked healthy. He said he's felt healthy, you know, ramping him up slowly. But I, I think you, you can't discount what this guy does. This guy is, you know, you know, 100th percentile in the league and strikeout percentage and walk percentage and all the expected batting average. You know, the fastball velocity is ridiculous, too. Uh, I think this guy is, you know, kind of kind of just I don't want to say just, you know, looking at the brink of the iceberg here. But, you know, he's you know, if we see a full season of what this guy does, then. You know, there's no way anybody's stealing this for him. I know we got a lot of competition. You got Corbin Burns, you have Zach Wheeler, you know, there is a lot of competition, but I think if this guy makes 28 to 30 starts, there's no way anybody's stealing it from him. I completely agree. And that's who I have winning Cy Young, Jacob DeGrom. Look, 
Coburn Burns, Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler. You can Walker Buehler, Jack O'Flaherty. Like the, the list just keeps going. You're gonna get tired just saying it. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing with Jacob Degrom and is that he can't stay healthy. And if he stays healthy, he would have won Cy Young last year. He had a 1.08 ERA in 15 game starts. And but he just didn't pitch more than 15 games. He's also in a contract year because he's opting out after this year, which when and he wants money and he's gonna get money. If he has a full year, the amount of money Jacob DeGrom is gonna get is gonna be it's gonna be crazy. He's gonna break the MLB pitching record per year money, whatever it is, because he's that good of a pitcher. If he doesn't stay healthy, well then it just becomes into question. And then obviously the Mets will falter because the Mets have a huge, obviously they have Scherzer and that's great, but they need Jacob DeGrom to be 30 games, Jacob DeGrom. And I think he will be, or at least have maybe a 75, 80% year because we've seen him get injured. I still think he can win Cy Young. When was the last time Jacob DeGrom won Cy Young? He won a Cy Young, correct? Yeah, he won it in 2018 and 2019. And then 2020, he was third place. Okay. And then obviously last year with the, the injury. So Jacob DeGrom tried to go for his third Cy Young first since 2019. He has the best year. They'll give it to him. I'm going with Jacob DeGrom. Tristan and I agree. And I agree. But guys, before we keep going on, if you guys want to comment anything, any MVPs, any World Series picks, anything you guys like to f- feel free to comment down in the comment below section. We like to respond and just show our appreciation and our engagement to everybody that listens. Tristan, manager of the year in the AL. Yeah, this is an interesting one for me. Um, I, I think there are, you know, this is always like an interesting category. You know, you, you look towards um, some teams that are like kind of surprising, you know, some teams that are going to have a good year and, you know, the manager leaves them there. I think last year was Kevin Cash with the Rays, which is, you know, obviously a great pick. I'm going to go with Scott Servais from the Mariners. I really, I really like the Mariners this year. And I think they've improved a lot. And I really like what he did with the team last year. I think he, I think he ran a great ship last year. You know, they kind of a surprising team overperformed their run differential and, you know, very nearly made the playoffs. And I think they're a much, much improved team this year. You know, they've made a lot of um, great additions. I want to say, you know, with the lineup, they've got Jesse Winker. Now they've got Adam Frazier, you've got Eugenio Suarez and that rotation is looking really good now that they signed Robbie Ray. So I think they're going to try and make a run for it in the American League. I think they're kind of going to surprise a lot of people. And I think Scott Servais is a great guy to lead that charge over there. I love that pick. I love the Mariners. Maybe we're both hinting at where we might have the Mariners in the playoff race, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm going Char- Charlie Montoya, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. I am very high on the Toronto Blue Jays. That pains me being a Yankee fan. A lot rather be high on some team in the NL West because that works for me. But you got to be honest here. I'm really high on the Toronto Blue Jays, and I think a lot of people are. You have Bo Bichette, you have Biggio, you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you have George Springer, who he's fully healthy. He's a great defensive center fielder and has an insane bat. And they decided to train, trade for Matt Chapman, so why not? The pitching pitching kind of scares me. They have Henry New, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gosman. Actually, the pitching does not scare me. Forget what I just said. Luis Gunuchu, the I think I said his name right. Kikuchu. I don't know. We'll figure out how to say Kikuchi, his name. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. He's good. That's the point. He's a good pitcher. That's that's the point. Um, that, those are some legit pitchers. Those are some legit pitchers. Henry, they're not Cy Young potential pitchers, but they're very good. A lot of twos on my on the on the Toronto Blue Jays. They've, I think they have a rotation of like two, two or three two starters, which is not a bad rotation, but they're gonna absolutely mash and mash the ball. The bullpen kind of scares me a little. I don't really see anybody in their bullpen. Yimmy Garcia, David Phelps, Tim Maeza, Jordan Romano. Those guys don't really move the needle for me. But 
Troy Montoya, manager of the year in the AL. I think Blue Jays are very good, and I think he'll get, he'll get it. Tristan, NL manager of the year. Is it going to be Buck Showalter? Is it going to be Dave Roberts? Who do you got in the manager of the NL? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I, I look towards Buck, you know, leading this Mets team. That was disappointing last year. I, I kind of thought about him. I thought about Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. I also thought about Craig Council, who I really like in Milwaukee. But I'm going to go with another maybe unorthodox pick. I'm going to go with Don Mattingly of the Marlins. Um, Marlins are another team I'm, I'm pretty high on this year. I, I think they have maybe potential for one of the best rotations in baseball. If you look at it, they have Alcantara, they have Pablo Lopez, they have Trevor Rogers. Um, they got Luzardo from the A's, and then they have a bunch of prospects coming up. They have Sixto Sanchez in the minor leagues that didn't pitch at all last year. They have Edward Cabrera. They have Max Meyer. So their rotation is looking really strong. And I think they made a lot of improvements on the offense uh, this offseason. They got Joey Wendell from the Rays. Um, they also recently sent Jorge Soler. So I really think the Rays, I mean, not the Rays, sorry. The Marlins are going to be a much improved team. And I, I really like Don Mattingly's manage, managerial style over there. Um, he did a great job with the Dodgers before they let him go. We saw what he could do. Um, but I, I think, you know, they, they've been kind of doing this rebuild for a while, but I think they're very nearly ready to compete. And I expect the Marlins to be pretty competitive in 2022. Man, you're bold on, bold on the predictions. And one of them will come back and bite you in the butt. But I got Bob Melvin of the Padres winning the manager of the year. He's a great manager. And he didn't obviously did not want to be part of what the heck the A's are doing because who wants to be part of the Oakland A's because they decided to spend uh, zero dollars and zero spends. They spent as much. Actually, we're going to spend more money on going to one single baseball game than the A's spent on getting better. So put you in the, and they obviously they got rid of Matt Olson. They got rid of Matt Chapman. They don't like the Matt, I guess. And then Sharman Naya, they're definitely good. I bet you they have two pitchers. I forgot the other pitchers just, Skip in my mind right now. Um, but Sean Manaya, who's the other pitcher they have in the A's? Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas and Sean Manaya. Thank you. Both of those guys have to be gone by the trade deadline. You would you would assume so. So the A's are in a full right, rebuild. Right. He decided to jump ship, go to the San Diego Padres. Padres, this is a make I wouldn't say make or break year, but there's expectations on the Padres to win some games and get in a playoff spot, especially because it's a 16 playoff in the NL and the AL. They have pitchers in Yu Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Mike Clevenger, Chris Paddock, and Mackenzie Gore. Those are some good, good freaking pitchers they got there. Their rotation, hopefully they have a Blake a Snell bounce back, but they should be a very good starting rotation. And you also guys have, you got Lloyd, Eric Hosmer, you have CJ Abrams, you have Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado. This team's good. Are they good enough to win the division? I don't know. But they're good enough to make the playoffs, I believe. Bob Melvin wins manager of the year. Padres make the playoffs for the first time in a while. Long time, yeah. Unless, I, I completely. Did they, did they make it in the COVID year? Um, they did. They, they did. They did. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think they did. Honestly. Yeah, that no, year is so so scary. Yeah, that year is just lost in my mind. Yeah. No, forget about but. forget non regarding not the COVID year. First time in a while, Padres make it back to the playoffs. Bob yeah. Melvin wins coach of. Uh, excuse me, not coach of the year, manager of the year. Tristan, rookie of the year in the AL. What do we got? So this one, okay, I, I think this is, uh, this was one. These are, yeah. these are hard. These are, I picked one last year. Or was it two years ago? I, and he never got called up. Mackenzie Gore. Yeah. Mackenzie Gore. Yes, he never got yes, called yes. up. And I was like, oh, great. So rookie of the year in the AAA? Like, great. Like, I don't know. Right. He's never got right. called up. So th- these are a little hard because if they never get call up, called up or they get called up in 
August, yippity mm-hmm. doodah, they're not winning rookie of the year. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. This is a really hard category to choose in general because you don't know. There's so much fluctuation with the rookies. Like sometimes they come up and then they just don't perform well. So they go back down or there's not room for them on the big league roster or they just kind of hold them in AAA. Um, but I also think the American League rookies are really stacked this year. You have a really, really uh, wide range of competition for this award. Um, so I, I thought pretty hard about this. I'm going to go with another kind of maybe sneaky pick here. I'm going to go with Joe Ryan of the Minnesota Twins. Um, this is a guy who, you know, isn't the, the biggest prospect out there. Um, you know, when you when you talk about guys like Adley Rutschman and Riley Green and Bobby Witt Jr. and Julio Rodriguez, things like that. But this is a guy that has really impressed in the minor leagues so far. This, this is a guy who two years ago in the minor leagues struck out over 180 batters um, in 120 innings, uh, which is just kind of incredible. Um, came up, had a brief stint with the Twins last year, had, you know, decent success. Um, and I'm expecting him to, you know, kind of show out for this Twins team that I'm expecting to be pretty competitive also in the American League Central. Um, I, you know, I did consider some of these other guys, but, you know, I, I thought either, oh, like they, they might not get the playing time that they need to show out or um, they might not just, they might not be considered ready by their teams yet. Uh, but Joe Ryan is a guy who's got big league experience now and has, you know, showed out in, you know, futures games, things like that, and has really showed a lot of potential um, as a big league Cowboy starter. So I'm expecting a big year from him. I want to say I heard of him. I'm just gonna, not going to lie on my podcast and say I never heard of him. So I'm going to take your word for that, Tristan. My rookie of the year probably went a little too easily just because rookies, I don't want to have the same McKenzie Gore situation again. Adley Rushman, he's the second best prospect in baseball. The Orioles yeah. are god-awful. They're a horrible team. He should be on this roster, and he's going to be on the roster to play enough games to win rookie of the year. He's the second best prospect in baseball. He's a great defensive catcher can have he hit the ball as well. Look, I'm not going to go on a whim and say I know a ton about all the non, all the prospects, but I'm going to take the word. I'm going to take the MLB.com's MLB prospect rankings word for it. Second best prospect in baseball. He's going to a situation where they're not, not a lot of talent on the Baltimore Orioles, not a lot of win now talent and not a lot of potential. The Orioles are a mess. That's probably what I'm trying to get at here. And I think he was, will be able to play. And I think he'll win rookie of the year coming out of the AL. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick, I would say. You know, <laughs> I kind of went, I kind of went the top, top guy. So why not? Why not? No, I mean, you're right, though. You're right to make that pick. I mean, the only other catcher they have is Robinson Torino's, I'm pretty sure. So there's not much competition ahead of him. Robinson Torino's doesn't give you anything. Um, Justin, in the NL, who do you got taking home rookie of the year? Yeah, this time uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess around like I did with this Joe Ryan pick, but I, I think, you know, it wasn't as, the competition wasn't as wide. Um, I looked at Brennan Davis of the Cubs, um, but I got to go with O'Neill Cruz. Um, This is a guy that I really wasn't that familiar with until last year. Um, We saw him come up for a brief cup of coffee with the Pirates um, last year. This is a six foot seven shortstop that, you know, shows all five tools. Um, I I think he, you're going to see a guy that can mash the heck out of the ball. And also, you know, we're going to see what his defense is like at shortstop, but I think this is a guy that has potential to be, you know, the next five tool player, you know, one of those guys like Acuna, Tatis and Soto. And, you know, looking at the rest of the competition, there really wasn't that much else. So we've heard a lot about this guy hype wise, how hard he hits the ball and things like that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him maybe get a full 140, 150 game season in this year for the Pirates that are probably not going to have a lot of other uh, reasons to watch. Guys, I want to say Tristan and I did not talk about who we picked before we jumped on the recording. I picked O'Neill Cruz, obviously six foot seven shortstop. He's still 
a prospect. You go down with that contrast, he's rated as the 26th best prospect, but the potential is there for him. He got, yeah, like Tristan said, uh, a cup of coffee in the MLB, and it was an up and down, I would say, start to his career. But that's like Tristan said earlier when we talked about rookie of the years, that it takes a little while for some of these guys to get going, and it was probably good for him to get a cup of coffee and kind of spend a month, month and a half there and just learn the ups and downs of MLB, the struggles that come with it. And he's also, like I said, for the Adley Rogersman pick, he's going to a team that doesn't have a lot of excitement, helps put tickets, help, helps buy, make people buy tickets and helps also helps people in the stands. O'Neill Cruz, six foot seven shortstop. You do not see that a ton, a lot of flair for the game. It's really tough for him not to win it this year. And I think a lot of pressure on the kid, but, He's going to get at least 140, 150 games because Pirates don't have much of a roster. And I expect O'Neill Cruz to win Rookie of the Year. Guys, comment down below any of the Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, Cy Young, MVP, any of your picks. Let us know down below in the comment section. To for, for the time restraints, and just we don't want to keep you guys here forever, we're going to give you our AL, and, uh, AL excuse me, playoff predictions as well as our NL playoff predictions we're going to give one through six and then we're each going to give you one division winner we really like and i'm kind of changing up here on you tristan one division winner we really like and one wild card winner we really like on the al on the nl side so give me your al picks one through six and then give me a division winner you love and give me a wild card team the teams four through six that you really like all right so american league i'll start off with um this the american league was really really hard for me um there's a lot of competitive teams here but I went for the East. I was going with the Blue Jays to win that division. I really like them. Um, Central, I have the White Sox winning it. And then in the West, I have the Astros winning it once again. Um, out of those three division winners, I, I really think the Blue Jays are going to be super competitive this year. They are, you know, I, I don't want to say miles away, one of the best teams in the American League, but, you know, what, what they've done with their um, pitching staff is just incredible. Um, I think that their lineup, we saw how much damage it could do um, last year. It was really, really dangerous. You know, you have you have Vlad, you have um, all these guys that are just, you know, Matt Chapman now, that is, you know, new third baseman. That's just incredible. You know, George Springer, when he's healthy, Bo Bichette. Um, I, I think that lineup is just really, really hard to compete with. And then that rotation is, you know, like you said, a, kind of a bunch of number twos. They really don't have like a like an ace um, kind of per se. You know, they have Barrios, they have Gosman, they have um, Ryu, Manoa. But those guys are all really, really competitive. And if you go in a playoff series with that team, I mean – not much you can do, I want to say. Um, but yeah. And then, so other than that, my wild card picks, um, which might be kind of interesting. Um, I went with first wild card, I went with the Rays, because um, you can't get, you can't discount the Rays. And then um, I went with the Mariners and the Twins after that. What's your favorite wild card team? Give me your, give me your favorite wild card team. You know, I, I would, I would pick the Rays, but I, I really only put them in there because I just can't discount what they do. You know, I think the roster is pretty similar to last year. They, they didn't really do that that much. Um, but I really, really like the Mariners, as I was talking about earlier with my Scott Service manager pick, manager of the year pick. Um, I, I think they're going to be really competitive. I don't know if they're truly, you know, finding their, their max potential this next year in 2022, maybe later 2023 or something like that. But I, I think they're going to start showing their, their signs of how competitive they can be because they've been in this rebuilding process for a while especially if they call up guys like Julio. Um, they have Logan Gilbert in this rotation who's going to be in his second year. You know, I, I think they're going to be a much improved team over last year. And even last year, they were still really competitive and fun to watch. Can't, can't disagree with a lot of those. My on the AL side, I got the three division winners. In the Central, I got the White Sox. 
East, I got the Blue Jays, and in the West, I got the Astros. My favorite team probably is the – like Tristan said, I love the Blue Jays, but I'm going to go a little different. I like the White Sox. Their rotation and their bullpen is incredible. Luikis, Luikis, Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, and Ronaldo Lopez. It's a pretty pretty solid five. And then you got a bullpen of Liam Hendricks, Craig Kimbrell, Garrett Crochet, Aaron Bummer. They brought in Joe Kelly, Michael Kopech. There's, there's rotations tough. And then you also have a pretty good bat, pretty good lineup in Tim Anderson, Jose Breu, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert. So this Yasmany Grandal. The White Sox are very good and they're going to win. The, probably not the best central division ever. Still, I think the central st- division is still not great. There should be no reason the White Sox would not win the division. And they're one of my three division winners. My three wild card teams I got the Rays, the Yankees, and the Mariners. I love, we both agree on the Rays and Mariners. Obviously, you had the Twins and I had the Yankees at the five. Um, I'll just talk on the Yankees for a second. Well, the Yankees spent a lot of money. They brought in Rizzo. They brought the, with the trade of Josh Donaldson. They brought in IKF to play shortstop. Was it Carlos Correa? Was it Trevor Story? Was it Matt Olson? Was it Freddie Freeman? No, 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 and no. But the Yankees aren't a bad team. And I think we expected too much. And we didn't, I guess we didn't get delivered what we wanted. But the Yankees still have Aaron Judge and Carl Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, Josh Donaldson. They still have Garrett Cole. They still have a really good back end of that bullpen. They still have Chapman, Chad Green, Jonathan Weisiger. The rotations are question mark. If Luis Severino has come back to what he was two years ago, the Yankees could win that division because I think Luis Severino is that good. Um, Jordan Montgomery's a solid, I say solid four. Jameson Tyone in the second half of the year was great. A lot of ifs on the Yankees. I just can't pit the Yankees not to make the playoffs because they're the Yankees and their team is still absolutely loaded. You have an MVP candidate and judge Joey Gow. I bet you he'll have a bounce back here. Stan plays healthy. He'll hit 35 plus bombs. Rizzo is very good. If you have a bounce back year from Torres, this Yankees team is very good. I just think there's too many ifs. I still think they make the playoffs. They're not World Series contenders. So that's the, I guess, the wild card team I like just because I wanted a, a little more insight on the Yankees. Yeah, it was really hard for me to leave the Yankees out. You know, they have so much talent. I mean, I, I can't discount that at all, but I thought the American League is just really hard to, especially, you know, that A, that A at least. I mean, I, I have the Blue Jays and the Rays in there. You know, there's not many more wins for the Yankees to get out of that. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you there. No, at least we both agree the Red Sox don't make the playoffs. So I like that. <laughs> Tristan, give me your NL one through six and give me the division winner you really like and give me the wild card team you really like. All right. So National League East, you know, not going to be a surprise here. I'm picking the Mets, obviously, you know, making big moves this offseason. Um, I think they're going to win it. Central Division, I'm picking the Brewers again. I like the Brewers a lot. Um, and then West, I, I think you just got to chalk it up to the Dodgers. I think that's a no brainer there. Um, out of these teams, you know, I, I really like the Dodgers, but I also really think the Mets are a much improved team. I think this is the division winner I want to talk about here. I, I mean, I think I know, I know a lot about them, but I think this is a team that last year was really disappointing. You know, you make this big trade for Lindor, you extend them, you know, you have Grom in your rotation. You, you had a big year from a lot of guys on your offense. And then you kind of get this lackluster season from, from the majority of your offense. Your pitching goes down a lot. And this year, you know, they, they look like they really wanted to fill out the depth of the team. You know, you make additions like Starling Marte. You get Eduardo Escobar to play third. You get Mark Canada to play the outfield. And then, come on, you, you can't ignore getting Max Scherzer in that rotation or do, you know, a little one-two punch with Jacob deGrom. You know, can't really mess around with this in a, in a postseason matchup of, you know, like five games or whatever it is. You know, this is going to be – it's going to be a really hard team to beat. I, I think this offense is, is really deep one through nine. 
and then this rotation along with the bullpen, you know, I, I think a lot of people like to clown on Edwin Diaz, but um, I, I think, you know, this bullpen is going to be just fine. You got guys like Seth Lugo and Trevor May and Miguel Castro on the back end to lock it down. Um, but yeah, I really think that the Mets are going to be uh, pretty competitive in this National League East. And then um, after that, in the wild, my wild card picks, I have the Padres in the first wild card. I have the Cardinals in the second wild card and the Phillies in the third wild card. Um, this These wild card picks were a little harder for me because there's, you know, a lot of competitive teams in the National League East and things like that. Um, but out of these wildcard teams, I think that the, I think the Phillies have a pretty good chance to compete here. Um, they kind of remind me of some older Mets teams that I used to watch that were high offense, high octane offense, but not a lot of defense. But, so I, I think the Phillies really only have themselves to get in their own way. But I think you add guys like Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos to a lineup with Harper and Real Muto and Hoskins and Gene Segura. You know, you, you have this really, really potent offense. And then, you know, Zach Wheeler's runner-up in Cy Young arguably should have won it. And then Aaron Nola, I'm expecting to have a really big year. Once again, I, I think he really underperformed um, his expected stats last year. And then you got guys like Kyle Gibson and Ranger Suarez to fill out that rotation. I, I think the Phillies are not going to be a team to mess around with this year. Can't disagree. I like both of these sides are very hard to predict. There's so many good teams, and it's just a crapshoot. And obviously, we're going to get some wrong and some right. My three division winners in the NL – in the West, I got the Dodgers. In the East, I have the Braves. And in the Central, I went the Cardinals. The one team I love is the Braves. Look, they just won the World Series. Their rotation is absolutely loaded. And then you have Ronald Cunha coming back. You have Ozzie Albies. You have Austin Riley. And then you bring in Matt Olson to replace Freddie Freeman, who's as good as Freddie Freeman, but a handful of years younger. I think the Braves aren't going to miss a beat. Do I think they're going to win the World Series? Probably not. But them and the Mets are going to be battling. I bet you that division comes down to one or two games. Why not have the Braves win one more game? Just for just for fun sakes. But I think the Braves win the division. I think the Braves are the one team that they just won the World Series. It's tough to repeat. But that team is stacked top to bottom. So I like the Braves. The three wild card teams I have, I have the four is the Mets. Five, the Padres, and six is the Brewers. I'm going to stay with the Mets a lot. I like the Mets a lot. I think they're just in a very tough division. So it, And so are a lot of teams in the West. If they were in the Central, they would have no problem. They're just in a tough division. I think Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom are obviously your two best pitchers. The problem is there's two situations with them. They both can't stay healthy. Or the, DeGrom obviously can't stay healthy, and then Max Scherzer couldn't finish the season last year. And Max Scherzer's 38. That has to be a little bit of a concern if you're a Mets fan. I'm not saying to put any Mets fans down here. That, But Max Scherzer not being able to finish last year has to be a little bit of a concern. But if he plays a full year and if Jacob DeGrom gets you a full year, they also have Chris Bassett. They have Tylen Walker and Chris Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco, not Chris Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco. And this team is loaded. They should be fine. And bounce back year from Francisco Lindor has to happen or the fans are going to turn on him really, really fast because he turned on the fans. The fans are going to turn it right back on him. He needs to have a bounce back year. They bring in strong Marte. The Mets are absolutely loaded. I think they missed the division by one or two games, but they're my favorite wildcard team in the NL. Yeah, I can respect that pick. <laughs> Tristan, this is why everybody came and decided to click on the video. If you guys stayed this long, we appreciate it. We are almost done. Don't worry. And comment down below your World Series pick. Right now, comment down below your World Series pick. Don't cheat. Tristan, give me your two teams, and then give me your World Series pick. 
Yeah, um, for me, you know, this might sound a little boring, but in the National League, I think it's got to be the Dodgers. I think they're they're obviously the team to be, you know, that they're just, you know, a powerhouse out there in L.A. Um, and then in the American League, I have to go with the Blue Jays once again. I really think that that team is going to be ultra competitive. I think that they're coming from a stacked AL East, but I think they're not going to be a team to mess around with in a, in a playoff series. I think their rotation is one of the best in the American League. I think their offense is one of the best in the American League. I think they're going to give the Dodgers a run for their money. Um, but I, th I think ultimately the, the Dodgers are not going to mess around here. Uh, the Dodgers are my pick to win the World Series. Um, I think they have, you know, you, you can give them the 2020 World Series. You know, they obviously won it then, but, you know, people were going to, you know, try and discount that from them. But I think they're not going to mess around. They have this loaded, loaded team, you know, just signing Freddie Freeman to make this team with, you know, Mookie and Justin Turner and Trey Turner and, you know, all these guys just that much better, you know, and that rotation is still nothing to be messed around with. I mean, I know Kershaw is getting older, but, you know, you still have Walker Bueller and, Arias, I, I think the Dodgers are going to do whatever it takes to win a World Series, and I think they're going to do it this year. Tristan, I liked your picks so much, I decided to copy them exactly. I have the Blue Jays <laughs> coming out of the AL. I think they're absolutely loaded, and I think they have the pitching, they have the hitting. Their bullpen scares me a tad. I just think they're a tad better than the White Sox, and I'm not in love with the Astros. I think they're just in a bad division. And then I have the Dodgers coming out of the NL. Look, I think the Braves could, and I think the Mets are the two teams that probably could come out outside of the Dodgers. I don't think the Cardinals, even though they're going to win the division, could come out. Padres, if they get hot, they could, and they get a hot Tatis. They're loaded. Just haven't been there. Why not go with Blue Jays, Dodgers? I got the Dodgers winning once again. Like, Tristan, you said, 2020 World Series, people are going to kind of not count that. I still count it just because it's in a World Series. Everybody had the same chance. But the Dodgers really want to kind of shut up everyone else, go win the 2022 World Series, and then you won two out of three years, and people won't say that's a fluke because obviously you're a legit team. Bring in Freddie Freeman. I think that, not just because he's a great bat, but he's also a veteran presence that just won a World Series, so knew exactly what happens and what you need to do. They bring back Kershaw. You have Walker Buehler. This team, Mookie Betts, people kind of forget about, and I almost picked him to win NL MVP. People forget about Mookie Betts a little. Um, does Cody Bellinger have a bounce back year? You hope so. Justin Turner's back, I believe, on the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this team, this team is very good. They're a very good team. Do they disappoint again in the playoffs? I don't think so. Me and Tristan both agree that the Dodgers are taking home the 2022 MVP, MVP, 2022 World Series over the Toronto Blue Jays. Guys, comment down below who you have winning the World Series. We're going to end the episode just in about a minute or two. And we're not going to go into detail, but Tristan, two surprising teams in the AO. No. Two surprising teams, one in the AL and one in the NL. You don't have to go in detail. Just name drop them. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'm going to go with the Marlins from the National League. I think they have a you know pretty young core coming up, and I, I expect big things from them. And then kind of on the American League, kind of a similar situation over there. I, I think the Tigers are kind of going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of prospects coming up, and I expect big things from them too. Maybe not in 2022, but I expect it to be a lot more competitive than they have been in past years. I like it. My AL surprising team, I have the Mariners. I have them taking the sixth and final spot. They bring in Jesse Winkler. I love that addition. This team was so close last year. They had the longest drought in all of the four major professional sports, MLB, NHL, NBA, and NFL, the longest playoff drought. They get it this year. And I think, like Tristan said, he has Scott Service winning the manager of the year in the AL. I think they get the six, and I think they surprise a lot of people and sneak into the playoffs. My other surprising team in the NL, look, I had them win the division. St. Louis Cardinals, because I think a lot of people are picking the Brewers. And I think a lot of people don't think the Cardinals are World Series contenders. 
And then they're going to catch a lot of people on surprises here. They're still the St. Louis Cardinals. They're in a weak division because I don't love the Cubs yet. I really don't. The Pirates aren't anything. The Reds are not anything. I think they're having an easy division. And the Brewers really aren't anything to lose your mind about. And I think the NL Central is kind of down, but I think the Cardinals have a surprising year and take that third playoff spot and win a division. Tristan, and AO and NO disappointing teams. You guys want, if you hear this and you're a fan of these teams, I'm sorry, guys, you're going to have a bad year. Yeah, sorry to, sorry to break the uh, hearts of Atlanta sports fans, but I think the Braves are going to be disappointing this year. Um, you know, coming off a World Series, they're going to have a lot of expectations on them. You know, they you know, didn't have the best record in the world last year, but obviously they won the World Series. You know, I, I think they're going to have these expectations on them. And, you know, you, you losing a guy like Freddie Freeman, that's a big leader. And then Acuna coming back from this ACL injury. I, I don't know if they're really, you know, they're obviously going to be really competitive and really good, but, you know, this NL East is really stacked and it's going to be hard to compete. Um, in the American league, I'm going to, you know, Pete, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm going to say the Yankees. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, they have all the talent in the world, you know, they obviously could prove me wrong and, you know, run away with the division or a wild card. But, um, I, you know, I, I've been disappointed with them in, in previous years and I, I don't think I could just chalk them up to be the, you know, ultra competitive Yankee dynasty that we're expecting from them. Um, obviously that could change, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But my, my pick is the Yankees to disappoint this year. I, that's completely fair. The Yankees have expectations to win the World Series, and if they don't beat them, that's disappointing. My NL disappointing team is the Philadelphia Phillies. They brought in Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, you have Bryce Harper, JT Ramuto, Gene Segura, Gene Reese Hoskins, Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nolan needs to have a bounce back here, but this bullpen is, once again, absolutely horrendous. Their defense is horrendous. And outside of a bounce back here of Nolan Wheeler, or a bounce back here for Nola, and then obviously another great year by Wheeler. The rotation doesn't move me enough. I think they missed the playoff spots by a little, and the Phillies have once again continued their streak of missing the playoffs. And this is a team that if you're Phillies fans, they have to make the playoffs this year. This team is too – it's like the Mets. If the Mets don't make the playoffs this year, which they should, the Mets don't make the playoffs this year, people are going to lose their absolute freaking minds. And I know Tristan will. But the Phillies are in the same boat. They're not as good as the Mets, but they're in the same boat. The Phillies don't get the four, five, or six seed because we expanded the playoffs this year. Their fans are going to lose their mind. And I think the Phillies are going to have a little bit of a disappointing year and miss out on the playoffs. My AL team is the Texas Rangers. And the only reason I say the Texas Rangers, I don't think they're good. And I don't think they're going to win the World Series. But when you pay over $500 million for two guys, like... Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. And this is not a knock on Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Go get your freaking money. I don't care. It's your money. I'm not, it's not, I'm not giving it to you. Go get your money. But you're going to bring in two guys and then have a depleted roster around you. It's really similar to what Chris Bryant did with the Rockies. He got his money. And if you go look and Google, guys, Google the Rockies or Rangers roster. You won't be able to name five people outside of Chris Bryant or the Rockies and then Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager and the Rangers. Am I wrong? Not wrong at all. I completely agree with you. So, Rangers, let's, let's say we build a team. We'll get two guys over $500 million and then just say, let's see what the heck happens. Their fans probably expect to win more games than they should. They're just not a good team. They're, that roster is brutal. I don't expect anything out of the Rangers except for overpaying for two very good players, but just kind of kind of try to speed up the rebuild by just saying, no more rebuild. We're going to get two really good players and just stink everywhere else. So the Rangers are my disappointing team in the AL. Yes, yeah, can't argue with that. <laughs> hey, not argue. 
Tristan, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This is the first time we have seen Tristan. He was on an Apple podcast a, uh, about a year and a half ago. Yes, the Apple podcast debut. I remember. Apple, podca- Apple podcast debut. But Tristan, give us a social media account where everyone can find you if they want to check you out. Instagram or Twitter, doesn't matter to me. Yeah, you could, you could check me out on Instagram at tbtacuna or you could check me out on Twitter at tbdac2. Um, you know, those are my social medias. You ever want to you know, maybe slide in the DMs, talk a little baseball or, you know, see, see what I'm thinking. But, yeah, I would, I would appreciate any uh, engagement from you guys. And, guys, both of those descriptions will be down below in the comments section. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. And if you don't want to hear this on YouTube, go on Apple Podcasts. Link will be in the description. And, once again, SeatGeek.com. Download the app. First purchase, Talking Sports Pod. You get $20 off any ticket for any sporting event for any concert, MLB season is coming really fast. April 7th is opening day. If you guys want to go to a game, you get $20 off using our code Talking Sports Pod. All that information will be in the description. But until next time, this was the Talking Sports Podcast hosted by Peter DiBiase and John Rockland-Champor with guests Tristan DeCunha. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and enjoy MLB season. Enjoy opening day.